Hi, this is Rich Schmidt with Haynes Bay Hardware. Please continue to come see us at Haynes Bay Hardware, 1807 Memorial Boulevard for your home and hardware needs. Haynes Bay Hardware is 100 years old. We have been owned and operated by the same family since 1921. We would like to take this opportunity to thank you for allowing us to serve you and your family. We are proud of our history and commitment to our customers. Haynes Bay Hardware is 100 years old. 1807 Memorial Boulevard for your home and hardware needs. In this season of giving, don't forget to give to your pet. Here at Animal City, we would love to help you with your pet needs. Your small animals might prefer a larger living space, your reptiles might like some new decor, and your other pets might like some new toys to keep them entertained. Right now, all of our Animal City departments are overflowing with new and exciting toys. Dog toys, bird toys, cat toys, we have them all. This is Amanda from Animal City. Come do business with Animal City at 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. In the South, we've perfected the art of connection. In fact, we can make an instant connection with simple things. A guitar and microphone, a great meal, a Friday night football game. So when First Bank enhanced our digital banking connection, we created it from our banking model to be accessible, direct, and personal. Silicon Valley knows apps, but we've learned a thing or two about connection. Get a great mobile banking app with the real connection of community banking. First Bank, member FDIC. Look around at this great city of ours. What do you see? I see a multitude of amazing people. Over the next hour, Bill Wilson and Michael Lynn White will talk to some of these amazing people about topics that interest you and give you just what you need to kick off your week with a dang on the Mr. Murfreesboro Show. Good evening, Murfreesboro. This is Bill Wilson, a.k.a. Mr. Murfreesboro. Thanks for joining us tonight here at WGNS 1450 AM Talk Radio. We're live here in the studio here in downtown Murfreesboro. And uh, we're excited for tonight because we have a great guest. And uh, I'll tell you more about him shortly. But we have a lot to be thankful for. I mean, this is the time of Thanksgiving and the uh, time of holidays. I have a, a guest host tonight. It's my None other than my partner and his crutch, my crutch, the love of my life. Hey, everybody, Meredith Thomas. Say hello, Meredith. Hello, hello, Meredith. Um, <laughs> glad to be here. Hi, everybody. You're going to talk into it right here. Oh, sorry. Okay. Hi, everybody. I She's, have to be still too. That's going to be hard. This is going to be a. Are you a, move? Are you? Do you move all the time? Yeah, I'm real antsy. She's very antsy. But our guest tonight is a a, a dear friend of mine who helped me with my life and he's helped me with well my partner's life and other people's lives and it's uh steve austin hi welcome, steve, steve. How welcome are you? steve i'm great thank you thank you for having me on the show tonight yeah tell Excited. us tell us what do you do right now um i am uh, i'm the founder and president of 180 degrees ministry started that in 2003 501c3 nonprofit organization we help people struggling with addiction related issues um and um, I'm also the prison ministry pastor. This, that's really my full-time job at New Vision. That's right. So um, God has kind of, you know, taken me through that road. So, um, you know, it's, it, it's interesting because when, when we travel down a road, um, we become validated to bring others down that road with us. 
And uh, Meredith, said, I mean, that's kind of, you know, how, how we yeah. met. Um, yeah. Bill contacted me a long time ago and um, introduced me to you. And um, we, uh, we got some... Uh, we got some help lined up for you, yep. and I think you've been doing great. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Um, I met Steve. What, when, it's been it eight years. Yeah, 2012. Um, and I was struggling with an opiate addiction, and um, I needed help. And I met Steve, and he helped me, find, found a great place for me to go, and it was the best best decision. It saved my life, best decision I've ever made. And uh, and um, it's really, it was a blessing. And you know that taking that first step was difficult and i stumbled and wasn't ready for quite a while but when you you know you get sick and tired of being sick and tired um and then you have people in your life that are true blessings and mm. and um angels sent to you and exactly. that was steve to me man appreciate oh, it oh boy uh, bill did you catch that she said that uh, that was the best decision that I was, ever happened what about me i know that's what i was thinking maybe i was I, the second what's best that, bill? Oh, boy. <laughs> no you're it, still high on the list man well, so Mary and I lo- uh, loved her to death. We, we, With, I didn't have he was we, a decision. I, I got. How long we hadn't known each other that long when it all went down? Yeah, I mean, basically, like we, we knew each other we a month, each other two, and I needed uh, to go. And then but I, we knew each other a month, and then I decided to go away for thirty days. That's basically. I'm like, where'd she go? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but oh yes, yeah, she's she's an angel. No, Bill and you was are a too, big Steve. help too. You're yeah. a very big help. It well, me. it's it's not a, you know, I suck. Well, I have had. Uh, addiction issues in my own life i've been free from alcohol been going on for 30 years Mm. and i've struggled with other things other than alcohol and i think as humans you know we want as men as a man i want things to be perfect uh just want to be respected do i have the right job do people like me you know that feeling of uh wanting to be accepted and that goes back to the very beginning i think here, here's what here's what I think, and y'all feel free to to jump in. When you're in your mother's womb for nine months, I'm gonna get deep on you. I bet. <laughs> when you're in your mother's womb, because we all have a mom, regardless, uh, you're protected. You're in that sack. You know, it's it's a feeling of comfort, protection. And then when, like Doctor Bud Young delivered me from my mother hey mom i know you're listening um when the umbilical cord was cut i was separated from god that protection and then from age zero to about well from age 15 to 25 i rebelled against everything i don't know why i did i didn't i I don't think alcoholism and addiction ran in my family i did find out later in recovery i do have relatives who suffer from addiction and uh but it took what it took to get where i am today but it was really a lot of it was god's grace and mercy because i shouldn't be sitting here today because of car accidents bullets flying by staying in you know staying in jail uh not for a long time but i've been there when you when you can't go home it's jail i mean you know but uh, it's all about change and being a different person. But my last drink of alcohol of September 21st of 91, I was puking blood. I got down to 122 pounds. I'm 6'4". My liver was shot. And then I, I had a white light experience. And I know it was God saying, Bill, you're dying. You've got to quit. Mm. And from that day on, the compulsion drink, I've not had it ever since then. 
and whoever can drink or whatever, good for them. Okay, that's my story. What about y'all's story? Incredible. Meredith? Well, I, um, um, you know, I was, uh, I was a late partier. You know, I didn't drink in high school. I played college golf. Um, didn't do really, I mean, drank in college, but not, you know, didn't do drugs or anything. And I never really gave into peer pressure. Um, just kind of thought that I had come into my own decision. You know, I'm so mature that I'm, nobody's going to pressure me. I'm just going to do, um, I'm not going to do something I don't feel like doing. And then I think the first time I experimented with drugs, I just felt like empowered because nobody pressured me to. Mm-hmm. And so from that day forward, you know, justifying that, you know, I was I was later in life, so I'm like me continuing to party and stuff, and um, was just something that I did at that age because I didn't do it at an earlier age. You mm-hmm. know, so I mean, I, there's there's just this constant like bargaining and justifying in your head while you're doing these things that you know are wrong and that you know are not good for you and that you know will lead to a bad or could lead to a bad place. But like the justification and denial is so um, you're so wrapped up in that. Um, but I mean, thankfully, you know, I had a, such a, gr- a good foundation, um, uh, the way my, I was raised and what I had learned from my parents and, um, been taught growing up that like, I knew, you know, it wasn't the right path for me. So, I mean, I had that constant voice in my head, thankfully. Um, but you know, when you're in that, you know, it just kind of compounded. I lived in New York city at the time and it was just kind of the lifestyle, you know, everybody went out and, and drank and partied and stuff. And so I just kind of was fitting in there. Um, and then it, you know, I remember it got out of control and moved back home in like 2007, 2007. And, um, you know, you learn in the rooms like that, you know, you can't, um, well, you know, that a regional change or, you know, distance change is not the problem. Like you are wherever you go there, wherever you go, there you are. And there's no geographical cure. Mm. So, um, it basically moving back home, you know, it got worse and I became physically addicted to, um, opiates, which was the first experience I'd had with actual, like when I realized that I was an addict was in that, was in that, the throes of opiate addiction, my opiate addiction, because I remember, I remember like the feeling of, of being without and how I felt and like real coming to the realization, like I'm an addict. I mean, I knew it, you know? Um, and it was a couple of, a couple more years after that of my, you know, consequences of losing things and losing, you know, people in my life that I loved and just, um, you know, you, you get in that place and you continue to lose things until, you know, your life, you know, jails, institutions, or death, you know, your life, your freedom, um, you know, your, your life, your freedom or your sanity is Mm -hmm. gone. So, um, I tried to overcome it myself, went into an inpatient, I mean, uh, an outpatient treatment facility that was, you know, that, that, and I quit, you know, quit cold Turkey, which was torture. Um, but never really like was fully in, um, so I kind of was just going through the motions there and, and, you know, just com- consequences keep, kept piling up. And, um, I just finally kind of, thankfully for my parents, you know, were there for me, but, um, you know, I was just, I hit rock bottom and, um, got really, really sick actually. So it was, uh, it was, it was a combination of a lot of things, but, you know, going through that too, like, 
And I hope that that's changing now with more and more people talking about it, especially with like um, how much of a problem opiate opiate <clears throat> addiction has become, um, mm-hmm. how, you know, the loss of life and, and how many actual, you know, um, uh, you know, deaths that have been because of the opioid epidemic, which was basically, you know, uh, you know, people are prescribed legally prescribed these drugs that become you know really addicted to them um that we're talking more and more about addiction because for the longest time you know it's something even in my mind it was somebody that you know had a choice Mm. um coming from a doctor too somebody had a choice and that was they chose to live that way and it was somebody that was you know living under a bridge kind of thing that like that's that's what addiction was to me and it's not it's 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 everyday people it's doctors it's lawyers it's um you know it's all it affects everyone through all walks of life uh, you know every ethnicity race gender creed and um and it's not something that that it is a disease you know it is a disease and it's a disease that tells you you don't have a disease (laughs) um and we need to have some compassion you know i mean i felt luckily i i feel like I had had self-confidence and I I did have, um, you know, some self-awareness that I, you know, I believed in who I was at my core to that. I knew that I was, you know, not the things that I had done in my addiction. I was not the person that I, that I became in my addiction, that I was, you know, a better person than that. And I knew who I was deep down, but, you know, I was able to face that and, and kind of deal with that shame and guilt. But I mean, it is a journey and a lot of people don't, you know, there's still that shame um you know attached to it and there's still that stigma that we you know there's a lot of judgment placed on it and you know i'm here to say i mean i've suffered and and i guarantee you everybody out there knows someone in their family or in their close circle that has struggled is struggled or has lost you know their battle to addiction absolutely i was going to say that's thanks mayor for for telling us that they uh it's not like having cancer somebody with cancer or another disease there's a lot of compassion but with addiction because it sent centers in the mind uh like mayor was saying and i had to you know had to hit a bottom before i wanted to change and it was either get locked up it was either to get sobered up locked up or covered up basically Mm -hmm. and since covid's hit before pre-covid nearly two years ago that's all you saw in the news was about opioid you know i've seen it where police officers in kentucky different places were dying from addiction where they were ODing while they're in their uniform i mean when it does that that tells you it's it's really it's really bad mm. so you know, you know um spring to life recovery um in woodbury put together a, a film and um, it, it's called the forgotten pandemic and it is uh, it is absolutely incredible and it's uh, it's it's uh, it, it's it's formed around the uh, uh, christ-centered approach and um, man they are they are really doing some great things out there and um, I, I would encourage anyone to uh, to go and and uh, and, and get on their website or their what are Facebook. they called what's spring there? to life recovery i think it's spring to life recovery.org okay um and uh, you can watch the film there or find them on facebook or whatever it's, it's just a it's just a great depiction of a christ-centered approach and you know the difference in um you know one of the things that that i've always taught and and um and communicated the difference in sobriety and freedom 
you know, sobriety is just not doing what you really want to do. Right. And freedom is, you know, where you just really have no desire to do, do that. it at all. And, um, you know, we liken it to a city dog and a country dog. You know, if you're um, a country dog lives inside of a fence. So every, anytime the door comes <laughs> open, what does the dog do? <laughs> it's gone. Right. And um, a country dog hangs out on the front porch. He can go anywhere he wants to go, but he doesn't want to go anywhere because um, knowing that their master is close by is really what controls their heart. Right. And keeps them right there at the doorstep. Right. I think, thanks, Steve. We're going to take a break now and we'll be back with our guest, Steve Austin. Y'all stay tuned. Hey, it's Bill. Did you know I also sell for Parks Real Estate? Meredith Thomas and I make up the Thomas Wilson team. We have over 25 years of real estate experience and have helped nearly 1,000 families buy and sell real estate here in Murfreesboro, Rutherford County, and Middle Tennessee. Why not choose us to help you and your family with all your real estate needs? Give us a call at 615-406-5872 or 615-896-4040 or you can follow me at Mr. Murfreesboro on Facebook or Instagram. Curve them, crack them, or bend them. We can mend them. Come by Wheelworks, located 516 South Church Street. For a free estimate, we also sell performance and passenger tires, as well as aftermarket and factory wheels. We also install lift kits, and we've been sponsoring and serving this community for 15 years. Come see us at Wheelworks at 516 South Church Street, or give us a call at 615-849-3848. Regal Tile provides professional closing services with their decades of experience in all types of real estate transactions. They can adapt to any situation and handle it with ease. They will be responsible for safeguarding and properly distributing all transaction funds and documents. When it comes to property rights, Regal Tile will provide peace of mind that every customer deserves. You can find them at 316 West Main Street here in Murfreesboro or online at regaltitlellc.com or by phone at 615-295-8042. Longtime coffee shop turned fast casual cafe Just Love Coffee is throwing a week-long party celebrating 10 years as one of Murfreesboro's favorite coffee destinations. The kickoff for the celebration starts Thursday, November 11th and continues through Saturday, November 20th. The festivities include events with the Rutherford Chamber of Commerce, live music, and specials throughout each day. Stay tuned for updates. Hey everybody, it's Bill Wilson, a.k.a. Mr. Murfreesboro. If you're just tuning in, our guest tonight is a dear friend of mine, Steve Austin, who is the uh, head of prison ministry over at New Vision, and he also is the president of 180 uh, ministry. ministry. 180 degrees. 180 degrees. degrees. That, you know, 180 means to turn around, right? Ah, you figured that it three, out. Is that what it is? <laughs> hey, I, there's a little story behind that. Okay, uh, the first the story. I was in, I was invited to uh, to share a little bit about 180 when I first started um, to some to some retired pastors, right? Right. So this one just just sweet man, and and I came to know him um, over the years, and uh, <laughs> man, just a just a jewel of a man. Right. So you know, I was kind of sharing, you know, what the vision was for starting, and you know, and and uh, all that. So anyway, he, uh, I got to the end, and I said, "Was anybody have any questions?" And he kind of, you know, raised up his little feeble hand, and it was shaking, you know, as he raised it up, and and he said, uh, "Yes, sir." 
<laughs> can you can you tell me why you named it 360 degrees ministries and i said well sir um it's not 360 degrees ministries actually you know that would be you're walking the wrong way and then you do a complete circle <laughs> and, you, and you're still walking the wrong way <laughs> so we i named it 180 degrees ministries and he was well, why is that and i said because you're going the wrong way and then we turn people around so hopefully they can follow christ and he was like oh okay that makes sense uh i guess <laughs> so that's it <clears throat> yeah, i not just figured it out get it but well i it just got it the 180 I mean, degrees yeah. is making a turn, turn. you you know you hear this a lot i got sober in a 12-step program but well actually it was through god but i help other people You're i can't yeah but there's a 12-step program i'm not going to mention but anyway the <laughs> the thing is the way i used to be is nothing the drink was just a symptom of my disease the drink or the drug was just a symptom it goes much deeper than that yeah you know there's a thing called celebrate recovery which i think i helped start that over at new vision or at least in its infancy because we all have hurts habits hang-ups we all do i don't care who you are you know you could look at the you would think somebody with prestige and power money like say the candy family who had everything he was but They've had a lot of tragedy in their life. Mm. And it's how we react to that tragedy. And I, I don't, you know, I've seen a lot in my in my short life. But I, I know where I stand today. You know, that that's a good thing. I know where I stand. I, uh, not always right, because my heart's always been right. But sometimes my mind's not always right. Does that make, I, I've had people tell me that before. I don't, I don't know if it's true or not. Meredith, would you like to elaborate um i'll play i'm gonna play <laughs> you know him probably I'm better than anybody on here so um and i you know i first started in um recovery and was in a 12-step program also i was in there and i was like man like everybody needs everybody needs some a step program just like whether they're an addict or not because i mean i just kind of like one it just helped simplify things for me like because i mean the whole you're you know in recovery it's like anything it's like it's like if you start a diet i mean or you you know want to start eating better like it's like if you make you can't if you try to make all of these changes at once it gave you, you know, a process yeah and it's it's it like process. the you know the the chances of failure and giving up are so much greater than just like simplifying it breaking it down one day at a time to like one hour at a time one minute at a time just getting through that next little you know bit of of time or hardship and just simplifying it, kind of giving me things to look at to where I could, one, I mean, the, the biggest thing is being accountable, you know, and like taking accountability. These are, these are my decisions. These are my choices that I made, you know, and I do have like amends to make and nobody forced me to do any of this. Um, and coming to terms with my own responsibility and accountability, it was a big, I mean, it's, it's a big part of the pro of recovery and getting sober. Um, but when I was sitting in those rooms, I was like, man, like the world would be like, a much nicer place if everybody would work a step program <laughs> because i mean when you learn in there and you learn in treatment like whether you even if you i mean there are addicts and alcoholics out there they've never taken a drink or done a drug i mean it just manifests in other areas of your life sure. you know um it's fascinating i you know and it's always it's Steve, always good to learn about yourself and 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 how you get through life day to day you know but you were going to say something about the difference between like well not recovery sobriety and free indeed i think 
this 12-step program saved my life. It led me. I'd always believed in a God. It saved my life. But then I had some. I, I really thought I was going to hell the way I was living. I thought I was going straight to Hades the way I was living. I was the type of person. I hate to even admit. Mom, if you're listening. Close your ears. Close your ears. Would steal your wallet and then help you look for it. Yeah, well, that's an Steve, can you relate to that? Oh, don't, don't. Certainly. <laughs> certainly. Let's hear a little bit about your life. Oh, Where boy. are you from? I think we, we were just talking. You're from close to Dyersburg. Is it Boat City? Where is it? <laughs> Murray City. Murray Population City. Population 999. We never got to 1,000. I don't know why. What county is that? I guess it was some, I, I don't know why. They kept your town. They, yeah, you know, I guess so. Nobody wanted to be that thousand. Yeah, I guess. What county is that? Obine? No, no. that's Crockett County. Crockett. Named after um, Davy. Davy Crockett. I'm going to say, or Daniel Boone. Boone. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead, Steve. <laughs> hey, we got it. Or General Robert E. <laughs> Lee. Lee. Oh, yeah, oh, my goodness, man. We're so smart on this show. Oh, Lord. <clears throat> so, what? Where did, where did it change for you? <clears throat> well, let, let, me, let me begin by saying this. Um, because you were no angel at one time. I'll uh, tell you that. Oh, no. Um, definitely not. Um, all, of my, all of my comments tonight, they will be, um, they'll be processed through a lens that, that, I'm, mm-hmm. that, I'll be, uh, that I'll be processing through, okay? The lens that I'm processing through is that God has... God never sins or allows anything that is not working for us and not against us. Right. Um, it, it doesn't feel like it's working for us, but uh, but it is. And um, at this juncture in in my journey right now, um, God has God is allowing some of the greatest set of circumstances the most intense set of circumstances that i have ever experienced in my life like kickball <clears throat> oh yeah that's one of them. kickball with the inmates um like the longest yard again um so so anything i say tonight um let, let, let me let me uh kind of narrow this down a little bit I, I like to start at the like at the top of the funnel and then narrow down as we go so sure. as, as we go we can really dive into some of the cold hard truths but we have an understanding we have a lens by which we can process through as we talk about sort of a big picture stay on target <clears throat> that's right so the the big picture for me right now <clears throat> is that <clears throat> excuse me is that god <clears throat> is dealing with my pride in a way that I never imagined that it would be dealt with. You know, God God allows things to come into our lives, and <clears throat> he does that because he knows the journey that's ahead of us. Mm. When, when we're formed in the womb, he wires us a certain way. He gifts us a certain way. Mm-hmm. He gives us certain personalities, <laughs> and the reason we have the only reason we have breath in our lungs is to connect what God has been doing way before we got on the scene, right? To what He will be doing way after we're off the scene. Amen. We, we are a link connecting God's ultimate agendas because 
everything is always all about God. Right. Everything is always all about God. So if we have breath in our lungs, our our reason for existing today is to experience relationship with this created being. Right. And that's the only place that satisfies who we are. So um, at this particular time and this particular place in my life, God is pressing on some things inside of me, and he's doing it in a way. I've always talked about this, but I've never experienced it like this. He is doing it in a way that I would never choose, but here's the, here's the <laughs> truth of it. He knows exactly where to push because he is ultimately strategic in everything that he does. There is a reason, there's a purpose, there is meaning, there Amen. is value, there is significance behind every single move that he makes, and God knows exactly what to allow us to come into our life that will settle the issues that he knows we need settled. Amen. And and I'm and I'm telling you, my pride. I, listen, I'm I am uh, I, I am the first one to tell you. I would never have thought that about you. Well, <clears throat> I wouldn't have either. In fact, you know, um, when you think that you're humble, that's probably a pretty good indication <laughs> <laughs> that you're prideful. Um, <clears throat> God, God is revealing some some deep things about myself that I thought were already settled, and uh, and He again is doing it in a way that I would never choose. It's about, but He's doing it. It's being intimate with God. I mean, you're it's the having time. That's the biggest thing. I have a problem. It's like I went to it's today's Sunday, right? I went to Sunday school. I was already thinking about the Titans game. Of course, they didn't do very good today, but. Uh, and it's making time for God, mm. making time and getting in a routine and a system of, I always think it's on Bill's terms, it's, mm. but you hit it on the head. It's always, I wish it was my time, but it's God's timing, if and, that makes sense. And, and he knows when that is, and he knows when our heart is ready, and he knows when we can handle it, and he knows when we can't handle it. And he knows even when we can't handle it, he knows what not handling it will do to settle the places that he knows need to be settled. Amen. You know, I'm thinking about Job. That's what I was fixing to say. Job, man, he got got hammered. Oh, my goodness, he got hammered. So if you notice, um, there's all kinds of things in that story that are just so killer. Did Um, everything but kill him. Yeah. Um, So the first time... That he that he attacked him the first time God gave him the ability to attack him gave Satan the right to uh, because he had to come to God and ask what he could do and to who he could do it to right just proves the sovereign well not right. that we need a proof but that's you know that story in itself is just uh, an, another reminder of the sovereignty of God so the the cool thing is God allowed him to go through that first testing and all that he lost but he never allowed him to touch his physical body. And I believe that that is the exact same reason why God knows exactly what we need and knows what's coming ahead. And so therefore he knew that Job probably could not handle that in the very beginning. Right. So therefore 
he allowed him to go through that testing, and then at a different time, he tested him with the sores all over his body. Right. And now we have one of the greatest stories in the Bible that gives us hope when we think about our circumstances. And God already knew that he was setting up Job to be that man that Scripture would give for us to be that encouragement. Right. Like, if he's done this, and now I'm going, and I always tell people this, there's three things that affect everybody, typically in life. Finances, it could be money issues, employment. There's been times in life I didn't have any money. I was unemployable. Uh, It's finances, romances, and health. How's my relationship going with Meredith? How's my relationship with my mom? How's my relationship with my son? Coworkers. How's my relationship with the person who just pulled out in front of me at Walmart? Um, and then health, especially with this pandemic. It's an equal playing field. We just talked about it. It doesn't matter about how much self-knowledge. If you're a Harvard grad and you got $10 billion, and then you get a phone call that you're, daughter or son or your mom that is being diagnosed and has three months to live mm. the self-knowledge and the money and the brains is preparing you know i'm i'm ready to to meet my maker i just don't want to meet him right now because i got things to do mm. does that make sense yeah it makes perfect sense but um you're so true in, in what you're saying is that he's preparing there's been times in my own life i didn't know how i made it through it there's been times where I've had checks show up in the mailbox. I don't know. And it was the exact amount mm. that uh, I didn't know. There's no other explanation that it was God. <laughs> I mean, that's how he rolls. I mean, I and that's all to build our faith and to show how uniquely designed each of us are and how we are on his radar as a way to give us an encounter that's measurable and an encounter that's measurable. We, we see God through a different lens because he becomes real to us instead of this far off distant God or this guy that's mad at you, you know, get your God. Yeah. Um, so that encounter is measurable because we see God through a different lens. And then we begin to see us through a different lens because we, we realize that God loves us. And even when we're going through struggles and, and these difficult circumstances in life we we understand looking looking through that lens of um of him being this good god and this lens of experience because experience is our greatest teacher that's what it's all about different experiences absolutely so as we encounter god we see ourselves differently because we know that this god who loves us is um he is sending us discipline because he's working inside of us so that we can be a better representative of Christ and not just a better representative so that we can experience true freedom on the inside. Right. And any area that is not truly free, when we give God the right and the freedom to deal with that area, when we are his, guess what? He knows and only he knows exactly what it'll take to walk us through those processes, to clean this heart of ours. Our heart is already clean because we're in Christ Jesus. But the reality of how we live and how we think and how we operate, it he does this so that we can match the beauty and the, um, the, the incredible 
not perfection. We'll we'll never match that. The gifts he has for us. Absolutely. Yeah. The gifts. I mean, and Mary hit it on the head like angels. I, I do believe there's angels that we've all run into, you know, the people who have changed our lives. Um, but my, as a kid growing up, I went to a uh, a church. I went to church because my parents made me go. I didn't. It's not like, hey, because I'd rather watch. The you had thr- a drug problem. Your parents drug you to church. <laughs> <laughs> I would rather at 1030 every Sunday morning, the Three Stooges came on and I would much rather watch the Three <laughs> yeah. Stooges. Whoop, whoop, whoop. My dad would say, well, you know, you know, when your parents call you by your full legal name, you know, you're in trouble. Right. But I would go and I would fall asleep. I didn't pay attention. And then we've all been talking about consequences. And there's always consequences. Sometimes there's good consequences. If you do this, these things happen. If you do this, this happens. But my conception of God at that time was what my mother, and to be honest, my mother, my, my, my dad was a spiritual leader, but my mom, man, during my drinking years, she would have the Bible out. You know, she would verses like here this i said mom jesus made water into wine you know but he also didn't hang out with a bunch of drunkards you know what i mean but uh the fact is i need god needs god didn't really need me we i need everything's gonna be fine when i leave this earth i mean everything's gonna go on man even though it there's been times in my life when, when I think, well, I'm not much, but that's all I ever think about because I'm selfish and self. Na- naturally, I'm selfish and self-centered, and I don't know why, but I don't know why I'm like that. But the fact is, we all have a story to tell. There's a there's a story to tell. Mayor's got a story. You have a story. I have a story, and it all rolls back down to to God. Well, I have a question. I mean, and if you can talk about it or want to talk about it. like I, how you got involved in the prison ministry and how That's long you've question. been doing that because i mm-hmm. i mean i didn't even i don't even think i knew that you were doing that there and yeah I good mean, question at new vision, yeah yeah so um i've actually been uh, on full-time staff at new vision for a little bit over two years okay. and um i was actually a uh, pastor in a church um i i had uh, I, I went out to um to a church here in town on the outskirts of town and um, I, I had uh, through 180 degrees of ministries. We had a, a program there. We had a two week long program. We would invite people in, and um, they'd stay um, about eight hours a day for five days a week for two weeks, and we would teach them some of the principles that um, that that uh, that God kind of revealed to us, and um, and that was that was our program. And we did that at this church. So um, there um, some. Uh, some things uh, went down at the church, and um, the pastor was called somewhere else. So uh, almost immediately, um, they said, oh, my goodness, um, man, our pastor left uh, last Sunday. Would you come fill in for us? And I said, well, you know, I, uh, yeah, I'll give you, you know, I'll give you three months. And um, so three months turned into another three months and another three months, and it ended up turning into three years. And that's been the church you were with before. Before you've New been Vision. There for a before while. New Vision, yes. And you've been there for a while, that church, right? Yeah, I okay. was there for three years. Okay. So um, I actually called um, New Vision, and and I had a I just I, I I thought that it might be a good idea if we started something for prisoners coming out of jail or um, start a treatment center or something. Um, and there was you know there's quite a bit of land out there, and and the you know the church has super nice property and uh, a fairly new building. 
So I just called and said, hey, man, you know, would you guys be interested in that? And about an hour later, I got a, I got a phone call, and they were asking me to come join their staff. Awesome. And I, you know, I just kind of dismissed it. You know, nah, I, I, that's not yeah. why. That's not why we called mm-hmm. you. And so um, a couple of days later, um, I got another phone call and another one and a couple was more. Was it Brady calling you? Um, finally, <laughs> he was, yeah, we, I, I talked with Brady. Kidding. Well, I talked with they Brady. had to get the big guns out. So I said, uh, we're, in our conversation, I said, uh, he said, well, you know, well, you know, you know, we just think that'd be a good fit for you. And, and I said, you know, God knows how to meet us in a way we could never misunderstand. Wow. And, uh, and he looked at me and he said, uh, well, um, I, I think he's, I think he's met us in a way that we could never misunderstand. And, and we think you're the guy. And I said, oh. I said, Oh boy. Okay. Well, um, and then, and I, I went home and I told my wife, um, I didn't even tell her, you know, in the, in the first couple of phone calls <laughs> and, uh, and man, she just, she, I mean, she just let me know. She was like, Oh my goodness. Absolutely. Excited. Yep. Yeah. She had sensed that God was doing something different. Right. And, um, and you know, sometimes when our, when our, when our spouse speaks, um, that that's the Lord speaking to us. Right. And, um, and, and God knew how to use her at that point, um, to really speak some truth. To help to me. God. Yep. To help guide that process. So no that's two years ago. And <clears throat> tell us you, they they come to church. Well, yeah. Tell I want to yeah, know like a little bit about hear. kind of like what you know what it entails, what kind of work you do. Okay. Um, and and how it's helping people. I mean, awesome. Yeah. Cool. So um, when I started, um, I'm I'm riding on the coattails of uh, of John Spurgeon. Yeah. Um, Great and, guy. And, yeah, man. He just did Love he John. just did an incredible work there, man. Yes. He really you know built some relationships and. And, uh, and and built that up so yeah. that New Vision has really embraced the, the mm-hmm. you know the jail ministry, and um, so you know I, I came in and uh, you know I, um, I I kind of evaluated you know for a couple of months um, you know I've always led I've always been you know kind of the you know the head guy um, you know I've had my own businesses and 180 degrees ministries and you know pastor churches or, or author whatever. you're an author too yeah mm-hmm. um, so you know um, and, and that's 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 one of those pride things that God's dealing with me about. Um, so, um, wanting to write your second book, but I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> My pride, ooh, it's it's ugly. And you're a college athlete too, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, uh, played baseball. Um, Where'd you play? Okay. Um, I played. We had a little community college, um, Dyersburg State. Had, oh yeah, yeah. Had had scholarships um, in a lot of different places, but I took that one because we had a family business. Sure. There was about fifteen. Well, about probably ten miles down the road. Right. And um, as a as a kid, um, I needed to feed my addiction. Right. So sure. I was making quite a bit of money as a you know as a as a college, as a high school graduate. Right. At going through high school or whatever. So um, so I no NCA infractions though. Right. Uh, okay. Yeah, well, we won't, we, we won't talk about all that. Well, I mean, only now can like you know student athletes start to actually make money on their you know name, image, and likeness. Back then, you yep. couldn't. I mean, you'd have time to work. So yep, I mean, no that's, yeah, I get it. Get but back I didn't to mean the prison ministry. Yeah, I didn't yeah. mean to get us off track. That's all right. So, um, so when I came to New Vision, um, it, it was an adjustment for me. I had never been a part of uh, of a of a of a larger organization like that, especially one that that worked so well. Man, there's so many facets of New Vision, and I'm telling you, man, um, <clears throat> um, you know, every church is you know has people that are leading. But I'm telling you, um, God really leads that organization. Brady is an incredible pastor, and he's even a, a better leader. 
So um, his leadership is, is super easy to follow, and he really does an incredible job of, of bringing everybody together. And there's just just top notch staff yeah. people, except for me. And a uh, baseball player, he played at Belmont. Uh, he did. Well, you know, he keeps. Did y'all ever hey, play man, against each other? No, Are you? Is um, it, you know what? He's, no. he, he's older than you. Right? No, we're we're about the same age. <laughs> yeah, I think he's. Yeah, I think he's fifty one, or he might have just turned fifty. I yeah, can't remember. Right Brady, I'm sorry, I don't remember your. Brady, birthday. I know you're listening. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure he tunes in to Mr. Murphy's very. He does. Brady had, doesn't have anything much to do. Come on. No, no. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> hey, we're going to take a break right now, uh, all right. and uh, we're going to be right back with our friend Steve Austin. Rhonda McCrary has been in the mortgage business for 29 years. She was voted as a favorite mortgage loan officer in the 2018 and 2019 DJ Ruthie Awards, and she's a proud member of the Middle Tennessee State University 1989 graduating class. She specializes in all types of mortgage products and takes pride in going the extra mile and personally taking care of her customers. You can visit her at 1639 Medical Center Parkway, Suite 203 here in Murfreesboro. Reach her by phone, 615-419-9193, or even apply online at loansbyrhonda.com. Garrison Fork Trucking is a small trucking business located in Middle Tennessee. They aim to provide the highest quality of services for their shippers and receivers and offer the opportunity of job stability and quality of life for their drivers. Benefits include paid orientation and training, performance bonuses, no force dispatch, truck remains with the team, referral bonuses, direct deposit weekly, competitive pay, and a flexible schedule. Give them a call at 615-721-2286 or online at garrisonforktrucking.com. Oakstone Ford Golf Course in Manchester is the place to start your game in golf. Located next to the picturesque Duck River, it's a nine-hole course and costs $18, including a cart, $15 for veterans, and if you're 12 and under, it's free with a playing adult. Old Stone Fort Golf Course is located five minutes off I-24, off exit 105. The phone number is 931-945-0366. Good evening, this is Bill Wilson, a.k.a. Mr. Murfreesboro, and you're listening to the Mr. Murfreesboro Show here on WGNS 1450 AM Talk Radio. And our guest tonight has been Steve Austin, who's the head of prison ministry at New Vision Baptist Church, and he's in charge of 180 degree. 180 degree ministry. 180 degree prison ministry, right? No. 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 Does this 180 degrees ministries. Dealing with addiction-related issues. With but and before we get started, because we want to finish that story. Hey, I, hey, it looks like you would know your I guest. Know. And look, I, you know what he said in the beginning? Did, did you hear him? He said, here's my good friend. And, and, and oh, my goodness. See, now uh, so I see like, how good of a the, friend the, I am. You are my good friend. Oh, so my goodness. Hey, he's not he stone. People me. get you mixed up with Stone Cold Steve Austin, too. Or the six million dollar man. See? Do you have a bionic eye? Yeah. I used to think my mom had the bionic ears. Because <laughs> no matter what I did, I'm telling you, man, she heard it. She knew it, man. Stone Cold Steve I Austin. Out. Hey, I was like, Mom, I'm supposed to have those bionic ears. Come on. Hey, we want to thank our sponsors real quick because okay. we couldn't do this show without them. Uh, if you need a closing, call Tabitha King at Regal Title down on West Main Street. If you need a mortgage or need a loan, give Rhonda McCrary a call at Iberia Bank. If you have a dent in your wheel or you need new tires, Give Mitch Robinson a call down here on yeah, South Church Street. Will, will works. Will, will works, my boy Mitch Robinson. If you need a job and you want to travel and make some good cheese, some good money, and see the world or see the United States, 
give my buddy Bill Walker and Gina Burgess a call at Garrison Fort Trucking. They're hiring right now. And then Just Love Coffee here in Murfreesboro. Great coffee. And then if you want to learn how to play golf, go down to Manchester and see uh, Tink Grover with Old Stone Fort Golf Course. I, th- I thought it. Meredith was going to try to teach us golf. I well, heard she 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 will, but I've she doesn't tried. like playing two with time, me. Two-time state champion? Back-to-back. Mm-hmm. She played My at Memphis, goodness. too. How about that? Look, that, I've impressive. tried, but I... Um, I feel like I've forgotten more than I remember about how, like the fundamentals and how to teach the game of golf. But um, they're all competitive. I, I, Thomas every time family. somebody wants a lesson from me, I'm like, well, how about I get us a lesson and we get like a group rate? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Funny, funny. What were we talking about? We were talking. You were going to finish telling a story. So um, it was a little bit of an adjustment for me to um, to come on staff at New Vision, <clears throat> and. Um, and, and it it just took a little while to you know to get used to the flow and how things work or whatever. Um, acclimated pretty quick, and through um, uh, interviews with people who had served in the in the jail ministry there, the prison ministry, and um, and talking with staff, and um, meeting with command staff at uh, both the detention center and the workhouse, um, I, I I came to I came to probably. Uh, change the strategy a little bit so um it, instead of um there john did a great job at events man john is an exciting yeah. guy isn't he yeah isn't he yeah. Exciting? connecting people yeah absolutely so john would have these huge events um and and man th- those are great you know and, and there was you know there was a lot of work that went on in jail um but you know i i felt like um god changed my heart through a very unique experience um, uh, probably ba- about in 2005 or 2006. And because of that experience, um, I went from um, attempting to be some national keynote speaker type guy, right? Um, large crowds, to an intimate one-on-one and a small group guy. Right. So God really settled my heart through a unique way in a way that I could never misunderstand that he was leading me to do that. So, um, so I knew that my objective was to create a disciple-making ministry. So we immediately started the process of, um, of, of putting together a team. And um, so, so, so we actually have a plan. Um, 120 days out, we, we try to meet with an individual when we can um, that, that wants to meet with us. We, we, kinda, uh, we do an assessment, and we figure out what they need. We figure out where they are, uh, what they have access to. And we meet with them uh, 60 days, 30 days, five days, and then we, we pick them up when they get out. Mm-hmm. And by that time, <clears throat> um, this, is, this is incredible. Because there's um, not a lot to look forward to when you're getting out of jail. Uh, right. And, I mean, at midnight, you know, they'll turn you loose. Plain, and, yep. Yeah. And no matter how, if it's cold, raining, you know, snow and ice. If anybody's yeah. there, Hot, pick them up or not. Yep. Yeah. Doesn't matter. So, <clears throat> um, you know, we, we're, we're just trying to put together a plan. And so we've got over a 90% success rate having housing for those people that allow us to help them. Wow. We have right at a 90% of those um, getting jobs coming out and already having all of that lined Lined up up. for them. That's unheard of. We um, we help them get jobs. We help them with housing. We help them get back and forth to their probation or parole Mm -hmm. meetings. 
we help them get back and forth to work. You're grooming them into life is what you're doing. Absolutely. Listen, we are discipling them. Right. And the whole time, we are we are showing them the love of Christ. We are we're we're helping them. We're we're helping them manage money. We're using real life circumstances, but we're helping them because a a lot of people who um, who come out of the jails have never been they've never been fathered. They've never been mothered. Right. Um, or even if they were, they they weren't taught a whole lot. And they probably weren't good, right? Uh, I've you know I've everyday principles that you know that most people take yeah. um, take for granted. Yeah. So um, you know, so our, our process is to just lead them by the hand, but yet let go, grab again, let go, grab again. We we can't make their decisions for them, but we create an opportunity we create the environment for them to make the best decisions so that they can get their life on target Mm -hmm. and nudging them along man it has been phenomenal um in in fact um gosh there's one uh man he had he he came every other week while i was uh while i was in jail for uh, almost a year and uh you know every time i'd go in he he was there he was you know he just wanted to be a part of he was just soaking it up like a sponge so when he got out, um, his wife contacted me from another state, and uh, kids, dog, and and he, um, if he's listening, he'll know exactly who he is. <laughs> he, they allowed us to help them find some housing. They got they um, found a house. When he got out, his wife was here, so we didn't have to pick him up. Um, but when he got to the house, we had we we already had arranged for. Um, they're a lot, most of their house to be completely furnished for them. Wow. So, you know, not only are we that's, just that's helping awesome. them in, you know, in. Not just talking about yeah, it. Yeah, we're not just talking about it. Man, we're, we're doing it. I mean, we got a, a team of people that that are, uh, that love and uh, that give of themselves. Are you partnering up with other people in the community or is it just y'all? Is there other resources? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We're, we're you know, we're attempting to be, you know, when you build relationship with someone, you you really try to assist any possible way that you can. Right on. And uh, and it's easy for for people to to pay for something. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it's easier to give money. Mm-hmm. Um, someone told me that this past week. Right. Instead of time. Than it is to give time yeah. or to do the hard work. Yeah. Right. So in the same kind of way, thinking you know thinking through that uh, through that lens. When, uh, you know, when, when there's a lot of resources out there, but we have to send somebody to 10 different places and they don't even have a ride to get back and forth to those. It's tough. It, it, it's almost as easy for us to um, find them a car. Well, to help them in that or, process. Yeah. You know, uh, we help them manage their money. We help them uh, with, uh, you know, with, with their financial ability. Um, we we teach them all those lessons. We we've got a financial class that they go through, and um, and uh, one of the first guys when I came there, one of the first guys, uh, I don't know, six months after the after he got out of jail, um, he came to me and he said, "Man, um, can we meet?" I said, "I said yeah," and he said, I, "I've got a specific reason." Okay, we sat down to eat, and he says, uh, "He says, man, dude, um, I want to meet with you one last time because I'm about to buy a car." Wow. I'm on my way to buy a car, and I wanted to meet with you beforehand. 
I wanted you to point out anything in my life that you think I need pointed out before I have ultimate freedom and can do anything mm-hmm. I want to do in this car. Wow. And I said, man, oh, my goodness. Thank you for giving me the right to speak truth into your life. That's awesome. So guess what he did? He immediately, he was living in one of the halfway houses that we, um, that we uh, got him into. Next day, guess what he was doing? What? Taking, Taking people. three yeah. other guys to work. So he was a steward to other people, a disciple. Absolutely. To others. We helped him, and then he turned they, around, and he's helping somebody else. They tell well, and that's one thing that stuck with me, too, when you, you learn in recovery, is that, is that you, you know, to, to keep it, you have to give, you know, to give, give it to, away. You've got to yep. give it away to keep it. Yep. So you've got to give away, you know, the blessings and the truth and, and the message that you were taught and given Yep. Um, in order to 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 stay on that path and help you right gotta on. help others so i mean that's 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 the key right and there think, man. It's think all about, about the this i don't mean to interrupt the disciples like paul he was in prison i mean he changed it's all about change change to me and being a servant like what mary was saying what you're saying trying to fit myself to be a maximum service to god and others mm. well and we're all children of god and right. we all you know everyone deserves a, a chance an opportunity to to live their best life and to and to be happy and to have all the things that god wants for them you know um so. I, I remember um and you can relate to this i just remember being in a jail cell and looking in the mirror and, and saying man uh, your best thinking has gotten you here mm-hmm. how's that working for you mm-hmm. big boy right and i said oh my goodness yeah. oh my goodness as long as i'm in charge of my life and and guess what that's what my pride does. Yeah. It puts me back on the throne instead of God on his right. rightful in, on his rightful throne. Mm-hmm. Ego stands for what? Easing God out. Yep. Huh? Mm. Is there anything else you want to tell us, my brother? Um, man, uh what well, we, awesome. we we've got Thanks. an addiction summit coming up um August um gosh, I can't even remember the dates off the top of my head. Is it next it's next, next year? year. Yeah. We'll um, have you 2022. Back to talk about it for yep. sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll do that as we come up. We'll we'll probably have some uh, some people. We're partnering together with uh, with a few different treatment centers, Christ Center treatment centers. Um, so we'll uh, yeah, I'd like to be on the show and, awesome. and yeah, and we'll, we'll have you. Yeah, we'll try to we'll try to bring that up. Uh, everybody up to speak. Are you feeling okay now? Because you were supposed to be on the show last Sunday and you Kidney were getting stone. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> I was like, and I'm sorry if I bugged you. And I'm going to say that in front of all of our, uh, Meredith Jackson. <laughs> Uh, if I kind of wore you out about hey, uh, instead of like hey, how you feel? I did ask you how you felt though, yeah. didn't I? Does new re- vision re- really quick, and okay. then you, and then there's a paragraph <laughs> following. Yeah, how you doing? Oh, and uh, by the way, while I got are you gonna be the there phone, Sunday? Are you gonna be there next Sunday? Are you gonna be there next Sunday? Hey, Bill, does, everybody knows you does, and takes you as you are. Does so new vision fine. still do the free uh, dinners on Sunday nights? Uh-huh. I'm trying to get leads. I mean, not leads. I'm trying to get people to come to church. Um, Newcomers. Yeah, we on Sunday nights. On Wednesday nights. Wednesday, I knew it. Yeah. Yeah. Brady, I was just trying to recruit. <laughs> yes, I, 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 I love new See, he Wednesday doesn't, He doesn't know his Wednesday guests, night. and he doesn't know his church yeah. very well. Well, don't take personally, because there's a lot of things I've uh, to tell him over and over. Okay. Yeah, this has been one we'll of, end that conversation <laughs> right here. I, exactly. This has been one of my Means most well. favorite shows, just because of what you mean, what mayor means to me. And how you affected her life and my life too, and it's all about a new f- a freedom. And um, thank you, my brother Steve Thanks Austin, for being, for being our guest. Awesome. Love you, man. 
We'll be back next Sunday night. I don't know who the guest is, but we will be back next Sunday night. Stay tuned. Tease Stay them. tuned. Tease them. God bless you. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Meredith. Thanks, This is Jim Chenevy of CBS Radio News. You're listening to News Radio WGNS AM FM online and